Hey, beautiful. This is Aminata Soul Plant Walker Firewoman, and I am the host of the Mother Tree Network, rooted in love, standing for justice. Hey, beloved. It's a beautiful, cold, but bright day here in Lancaster, PA land that was stewarded by the Susquehanna and the Conestoga and the Lenape. I'm coming at you from my home where we call the land that we steward Kukulade. So here we are in the solstice season. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you a beautiful rendering of the Dear Mother story. So this is a story uh, about the solstice that is a version of which exists in many different cultures. My friend Amy Keatsman, who tends the Shinge Forest where she lives, is the teller of the story. And she's accompanied with uh, original music by Michael Germanis, my frequency mate. It is a beautiful thing to listen to, cuddled up, you know, on a winter's night or while you're driving in the car or whatever it is you do when you listen to this podcast. I think this is a really good one to listen to before bedtime. And then immediately after that, you're going to hear me talk about our winter solstice micro retreat, kind of the whole vibration of it. And what I want you to listen for is um, the, the little insights that came to me as I was meditating before announcing the retreat. Um, I really, <laughs> I let myself sink down into like this mycorrhizal, you know, layer. And, um, and I just felt that mutualistic, mutually beneficial, nourishing ah, energy coming from the trees and the mushroom roots, mycelium. So. Without further ado, come on in to our solstice celebration. This is a story woven from an ancient thread. It is a thread from the northern Eurasian cultures, going back at least 5,000 years, probably 15 or 20,000 years, back to the last ice age, when most of the northern hemisphere had a climate like the Arctic, back to when humans were scarce and there were large thundering herds of reindeer over much of the northern climb. The Deer Mother Long, long ago, but not so very far away, it was a time of darkness and of cold and was getting darker and colder. Oh, there was still spring and summer, if you could call it that, and autumn too. But the winters got longer and longer and colder and colder. Snow and ice covered most of the land most of the time, and the sun got a little farther away each year. The people suffered from the cold, and they grew hungry as many of the plants and animals they depended upon grew scarce, and many died of hunger. They suffered also from fear. They began to fear that the sun might not return at all, and they would all starve. 
Fortunately, the reindeer nation grew strong. They liked the cold and knew how to survive eating bark and lichen in the winter. As the herds grew, the people looked to the deer for food. Tools from their antlers and bones, clothing from their hides, as well as shelter. The people came to revere the reindeer and followed wherever they went. The deer nation was led by the female deer. They were both larger than the male deer and kept their antlers through the winter until their calves were born in the spring. The male deer dropped their antlers right after mating season. The females led the herds. They knew where the best bark and lichen could be found. It was always a female deer that led the herds to the spring birthing grounds and summer pasture. The people followed the herds and looked to their ways. Nevertheless, it continued to get colder and darker, and the people's fear grew and grew. One winter, it was so cold and dark, they were sure the sun would not return. And so on the longest night of the year, the people prayed in earnest. They built a huge bonfire, sang songs of praise to the sun, begging for his return. They asked for help from all their relations, from the trees and the four-legged ones, the winged ones, the creeping, crawling ones. And last but not least, they called upon the deer for help. Suddenly, in the midst of the frantic drumming, wailing, and praying, a deer appeared, alone, out of the darkness, her enormous antlers gleaming in the firelight. As she walked slowly around the circle of the bonfire, the people fell silent. When she came to the east, she nodded her head as if to say, I will help you if I can. Then the deer headed off at a gallop. As she reached the crest of the hill, she leapt into the air, and the people let out a loud gasp as she flew off into the night sky. The reindeer flew out over the forest, over mountains, rivers, and streams. She flew high up over more forests and mountains, and over the frozen tundra, on and on and on, until finally... She came to the place of the sun. She bowed down and silently begged the sun to return so the people would not perish. The sun saw her exhaustion and her bravery and took pity upon the people. The deer drank from a nearby stream, rested for a moment, and then bowed down even lower as the sun came up onto her enormous antlers, and they set off. She leapt up into the air again and flew back over frozen tundra, rivers, mountains, and forests, on and on and on through the long night. Now the people had nearly given up and fell into a troubled sleep near dawn. Not long after that, a little child woke and peeked out toward the east. The child's eyes grew wide, and she woke up everyone to come see. There, on the crest of the hill, was the deer, and shining in her enormous antlers was the sun. And it was a little bigger and brighter. A cry went up, and all raised their voices in unison. The deer mother has returned with the sun. 
for thousands of years, millennia. The people honored the dear mother, especially on the longest night of the year. They sang of her bravery and her perseverance, and they never feared again for the return of the sun. Her antlers, which carried the sun, came to be depicted as the tree of life, covered in vines, flowers, and especially birds. For thousands of years, women were the shamans, the healers, the life-givers, and they wore antlers on their headdresses. There are indigenous Eurasian peoples who still have similar practices today. And even now, though disguised in the current dominant culture, the dear mother still appears in many forms and in many ways during the celebrations at the darkest time of the year. There are those of us who have remembered, and we too honor her again. Blessings of winter solstice solstice to you. May you peacefully enjoy the glorious velvety darkness of the longest night of the year while the dear mother returns the sun. Hey, it's me. I'm Inata Soul Plant Walker Firewoman, and I'm just want to tell you what my vision of this winter solstice uh, ceremony, micro retreat, deepening time is all about. So first of all, it's all about us getting connected to our essence that is below the surface. It's about um, being super magical with time and bending you know, 15, 20 minutes a day to really tap in to who we are on the mycorrhizal level, at the root level, at the root of the trees, in that deep, deep, beautiful, soft earth. It's about us feeling into that each day of this micro-retreat, resting in it, getting restored by it, and guided. So what you would be signing up for specifically is to take 15, 20 minutes each day with us, if you can, or on your own, if that's not possible. I'll guide you through a very gentle process to just touch into that deep, earthy part of you and receive. And along the way, there'll be other opportunities for you to journal, uh, for you to dream, and for you to share. So when I asked Spirit, like, you know, what would you, how would you benefit from this? What would be the promise to you that I could make? Well, I can say to you that when you, when you tap down deep, uh, what's available to you is a, uh, a presence, an ability to watch and detach from the illusions going on around us. There's so many ways in which we delude ourselves. Um, 
you know, so many ideologies and counter ideologies that we participate in and, you know, all the emotional swings back and forth that come from the thought forms. And it's really quite a drama inside of our heads. Mm. But this winter, winter solstice is a, is a time for ceremony. It's a time to, um, you know, give yourself permission to detach from all of the external drama and illusions and to, um, sink into the reality underneath the surface. One of the things that came to me today in a meditation was that I am like a fruit. You know how with mushrooms, they're the fruit of all those underground networks. You know, there's, there's just miles and miles and miles of these underground networks. And every so often we see mushrooms on top. We think, oh, mushrooms grow here. There's so much going on under the surface. And that's where there is um, that under that under surface stuff. It's very earthy. Um, that is where there is strength resilience. Um, that's where there's peace. So if you want to head into winter, if you want to head into the holiday season, if you want to head into the new year um, with that deep connection and release and spaciousness so that we're just not whipped about by this and that piece of current event news or, you know, um, ideology that we fervently hold or counter ideology that we fervently oppose. If you just don't want to be whipped about, but you want to be that center, then this micro retreat is a great space for you. This is not for you if you don't feel comfortable with earthy language, earthy metaphors. You know, if you don't really feel an affinity for the earth, if you're really feeling very celestial, um, then this is not going to be a celestial space. It's going to be very earthy. Oh, and the other thing I, I, I got this morning for my meditation is that, um, you know, you know, mother trees are ancient, right? Ancient, ancient, ancient. Trees are so much older than humanoids as a species. Um, and I just had this knowing thing that came. It was like, yeah, you know, that, that there was no one original mother tree. It was like, what happened was there's these trees, multiple trees. And then, um, there was a decision made to like, lend all of their energy to her so that she would, I don't know, survive, that she would be the super source that if they had stayed multiple, it wasn't going to work out well. So they, it was, they gave it all to her. And um, so she's an expression of, of, of much wisdom, DNA history. And even before her, there was, uh, there is her grandmother, which is celestial. 
her um, grandmother, you know, energetic tree form or something like that, that, that roots her. So um, I hope that resonates with whoever it's going to resonate with. (laughs) Hope I explained it well enough. So when I say that this is very earthy and not celestial, what I mean is that we are going deep into the earth and that earth is connected to sky, um, but we're going deep into earth first. So the beautiful thing about solstice and equinoxes is that they are portals. They are opportunities to really drop stuff. So when you are on the seven day micro retreat, um, you know, you can have the intention to drop that something specific that you know that you're addicted to or something that you don't know or an attachment that you might have. Um, but you can release, drop, let go. It could be a thought form. It could be, you know, a belief, um, that's making you suffer. We'll, we will have an opportunity to drop. And what's so awesome is that, um, this is a micro retreat. So you don't have to, you know, spend hours each day or even an hour a day. What I'm, what I'm inviting you to is to spend 15 minutes, especially with the meditation that we're going to do. Um, that's going to be a magical way to bend time and release. All right. I'm going to stop talking. Love you all. And, um, look forward to being with those for whom this is the right thing. Peace.